Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Can you hear the neighbor's campfire? <laughs> I certainly can, and I'm also Tony. I'm also Peggy. And we're two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. We are in a campground, and we have very close neighbors. Yeah. And they're having a good time. Yes, And that's they are. okay. I don't know if you can hear them, but we can. We certainly can. <laughs> Hopefully you can't. But that's what happens when you're in yeah, a campground. That's true. And it's one of our favorite campgrounds. Well, yeah. it's well, it's got one of our favorite features. Right. We are at the Joshua Tree Palm Springs KOA. In Desert Hot Springs, yeah, California. Hot Springs. Right. It's probably one of our, maybe our most visited campground. Uh, perhaps. Because we really, really like it here because of the hot springs. In yeah. Desert Hot Springs, there are minerals, hot mineral springs. There are all kinds of campgrounds around here. We've talked about this before. Sometimes you go to the one that you just know, and it's not that... I'm not going to say it's the best one, because we've only ever been to this one. Well, but the other reason we like it is that it is just a few hours from the world-famous Quartzsite right. Sports Vacation and RV Show. And that's why we come here so often. We come here and soak up all the water and then go to Quartzsite. And... Where there hardly is any. <laughs> and that's where we will be tomorrow morning, or that's tomorrow right. afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon, um, we're actually going to leave here tomorrow and head to the big tent. Yep, we'll have no gray or black tank content no and we will be ready for 10 days of camping off the grid i believe well we will be at the show for two weeks 12 or some number of days yeah we get there before because we like to get into the big rv show before a lot of the vendors get there because it just becomes a mess and we do have our camper in the actual show as a place to camp, not as a demonstration of anything. But we right. will be there at the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show held in Quartzsite, Arizona. Starts Saturday, January 20th in Quartzsite and goes all the way to Sunday, January 28th. Some of the reasons you might want to go, we are the official sponsors of the workshops and seminars there. And there are all kinds of great... So many. Yeah, everything from... Of course, a lot of solar and lithium, a lot of gadgets, a lot of trips, a lot of hints, work camping. So basically every day, Saturday through Saturday, yeah, right? there are seminars pretty much all day. the next Sunday? I don't think we have any okay. on Sunday. So Saturday through Saturday, there are seminars from starting at 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning and ended at 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, it goes the whole day of the show. Yeah. Now, are there a lot of repeat? Like if there you, are some, but if you not... miss something on Monday, you might get to see it on Thursday. Sometimes yes, and sometimes Just a no. Bit, it's a, we have a really good slate of workshops, but the best one is going to be Monday, January twenty <laughs> second. Because if you're there with us at four p.m. Monday, January twenty second, we will be recording next week's stressless camping RV podcast Yay. live in front of a studio audience and right. that may be one person or it may be more Three. yeah <laughs> 
who who knows? But if you're in Quartzsite next Monday, come on down and join the audience. And we, we have some fun stuff planned for that. So yeah. that's the deal with that. Now, here's another reason to attend the workshops and seminars. We're giving away a portable power station, a solar generator, as it were. As it were. We are also giving away a $500 gas card. Wow. And there are other prizes too. So may I enter to win? <laughs> you may not. Well, you know, there's really at this point no rules. Although I, I think don't that think that would, would be a little yeah, cheesy I if I won. Yeah, do you think? <laughs> oh man, we I'm could fill up the, the truck cheese, twice. But, yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> At least on California gas prices, <laughs> we saw as high as seven twenty-nine. That was crazy. That was crazy. So we will be there starting before the show starts. It's not going to be open to the public, so we're not going to talk too much about being there early. We're right, just going to get there and get up. ourselves tucked in and stay out of the way of the vendors. And then we can go out and spend our days in Quartzsite while they're all setting up. <laughs> yeah, we'll get on our electric e-bikes and ride around and we will be under the power of our solar and lithium battery system. Right. We will be using the system designed by ABC Upfitters. Last year they were there at the show with us, which I they thought were, was great. They were, and that was so much fun. I so, wish they were able to make it back again this year. Yeah, we're gonna miss you, but we're gonna be there unplugged and running our system. And, and you know, that's something we just haven't had to worry about. I mean, especially Quartzsite, there's plenty of sun. You know, we don't need the air conditioner at that time of year. Mm -mm. It's pretty ideal. Although I have to say, I almost turned it on today. Yeah. I mean, here it is January, and I feel so bad for so many people experiencing terrible weather, but we're not on that list. It right. was We almost did turn on the air conditioner today. Right. I looked at it, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> anyway, sorry. There's going to be a lot of people there talking solar and battery at the Quartzsite show, but truthfully, the systems designed by ABC Upfitters really are a complete and total solution and it's just something we don't worry about. Our system just works. If that's the kind of experience you want, you could give ABC Upfitters a call at 574-293-9399 or visit them on the old internet. We have a link in our show notes here at stresscamping.com or just give them a call as we say 574-293-9399. Just good people who do good work on a system that is truly stressless. This week we have a really awesome guest, and unfortunately, I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. I we we've been having some fiddly the weirdest technical difficulties, things yeah. that we haven't had before, and so Tony and Austin spoke, and I sat over to the side making funny faces at Tony. <laughs> <laughs> what we talked about, you know, we always have an RV review as part of these. Well, this week, basically, the podcast is an RV review. Right. And we get a lot of people who are interested in Class B RVs or vans. Mm -hmm. And I see some of these Class B RVs over $200,000, which is a little bit nuts. And one of my favorite Class B vans comes from the company that you're about to hear about. Sit back, grab a beverage, and hear from Austin from Wayfarer Vans. We have the pleasure of having Austin Bainline from a company called Wayfarer Vans. Right now, Class B vans are super hot. 
for a lot of good reasons, but they're really expensive. And I've looked at Wayfarer vans in the past. So first of all, Austin, welcome. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate you having me. Tell me a little bit about Wayfarer vans, because for a lot of reasons, I enjoy recommending them. But tell us the story of Wayfarer vans. Yeah, thanks for spreading the word on us. We've been around since June of 2015, and it started with Ian, the founder of the company, Ian Horgan, like a lot of great initial entrepreneurs working out of a single car garage. He was pumping out his uh, little ProMaster City conversions, which was the first platform that we worked off of. We called that conversion the Wally, and we followed the W trend all the way through. Every conversion we have, Wilma, Wilford, Walt, Walter. So we've been in the game for a little while, but from the beginning, the mission has always been to keep things counter to what you just said, like the spend your life savings on a camper van, a recreational vehicle. As much as we hail recreation as an important facet of life, like it's critical for us to get out there and experience the beautiful places of this country it still doesn't feel like something that you have to be a millionaire to afford or forking over six figures in general for something that's, you know, for fun. It goes against the name of your podcast, Stress Less, like you're going to end up being chained <laughs> to that van for a long time if you couldn't afford it going in or you could afford it and now you can't afford to travel because of it. So yeah. we tried to go counter to that. That's one of the interesting things. So Wayfair is one of the few companies I've encountered where you can BYOV, you can bring your own van. So if you find an appropriate ProMaster, now you also do the Ford Transit, yes. and you could buy one new, but if you find a great used van, Wayfair will still do the conversion for you. Absolutely. Yeah, it really helps to fit the budget more to what you can do for the whole project. There's always the mission to find the van. And sometimes that can be the trickiest part of the whole ordeal. Cause once you've located the vehicle and you purchased it, we'll get it done for you within a really short period of time. Our installs, they typically take one day from start to finish. And our lead time generally doesn't go above six to seven weeks. And through the summer we'll, you know, keep things pretty short even too. So yeah, once you find the van, whether it's, you know, 2014 ProMaster that's got a good amount of miles on it or a brand spanking new 2024 model for a transit, whatever. Yeah, we have four different vehicle models that we convert. So if it's the size of the vehicle that we like, then we'll do it for you real quick. I'm going to add my own opinion here because why wouldn't I? I yeah. like that you use the Ford Transit and the Ram ProMaster because while the Mercedes Sprinter is a great van, it's also 500 bucks for an oil change. And uh, no, and then you, you have to find a mechanic and wherever to work on theirs. They're, they're great vans, but they're too expensive. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And even initially, like for a long time, we did the ProMaster until the all-wheel drive feature came out in the transits. And that was a huge point of interest. Like we know people want to get a little further out there with their vans. So all-wheel drive is going to help that. And inheriting the the Ford Transit within the family was was great. You know, it's it's caused a lot of good attention. But yeah, we haven't quite got around to a Mercedes like design yet. And I don't know when we will or if we will, but 
in the meantime, it's nice to know that you can get these vans that we do convert now worked on wherever. You're pretty likely to be near a Ford dealer or a Ram dealer anywhere across the country, let alone independent mechanics. One of the other things I like about the Wayfair van, you know, obviously any any machine, the van engine transmission will need service, but your conversions themselves are very simple and straightforward and not likely to need a lot of repairs. Tell us about what goes into the actual Wayfair conversion and the and how you do it and what's inside. Yeah, absolutely. So all of those W names I mentioned earlier are the names of the base conversions that we make. And each one of those base conversions comes fully insulated, a kitchen galley with a sink, water tanks, uh, lighten is included, a couple additional outlets on the driver's side wall, a full bed set up. It's a little bit elevated, so we call the space below the garage where you can fit bikes, kayaks, all kinds of big gear. Um, and then you'll have at least one seat. Most of them come with more than one seat that has storage integrated into that box with upper storage as well. From there, we have many different accessories that can further outfit it with a heater or vent fans, electrical, refrigeration, all kinds of stuff like that. But we don't make it to the point where you, you feel forced to buy those more expensive accessories from the front end. You can get just a vent fan to start and maybe a fridge. And then you can come back to us. Any one of our accessories have the option to be retrofitted later. So we can incorporate them as people make their summer vacations through Colorado at another time. And that makes for kind of a built-in financing program for those that know they want every last bell and whistle. But even on the front end, they're thinking, I just need the camper van to get out there. Then I'll come to find you guys. You have a lot of RV experience yourselves, but you've aggregated that over time. And for someone who's brand new to a camper van, they don't fully know how much electrical they need or, you know, heating they need. So after a couple of good experiences out there, they can swing back through and say, hey, I'm ready for a window and a vent fan now or whatever else. That's one of the another really unusual thing about the way you do things. And your components, I believe, are modular and can be moved even after you get your van. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's something I didn't mention a second ago. So all of the furniture is held down to an L-track system on the floor. So all you need is a 916 socket wrench, whether you're on the road and decide to rearrange the furniture because you'd rather have the kitchen galley facing the door or you'd rather just take a box out completely for some trip where you don't need as much seating. You can easily just pop those items in and out across the board, the bed, the upper cabinetry, all of that will come out or be modified however you choose later. We've got a lot of people that are on the verge of like, should I DIY? the whole van myself and spend a year of my life doing it? Or should I, you know, have the conversion done quickly and then still have the opportunity to modify it later? That's what the modularity does for folks to kind of still express that DIY hand they want. I don't know anybody. I'm trying to think. I don't want to have to eat my words. I don't know anybody who has an RV who hasn't modified it anyway. And the fact that that's built into the way you've designed the Wayfair vans is, I think it's brilliant. It also makes a much better use case. Thank you. It's fun for us that way too. I mean, like a lot of our ideas come from our own experiences out in the mountains here in the Rockies and just, you know, coming back from a weekend and thinking, hey, it would have been nice if like I could have 
opted to slide in this kayak in this way and still have a mountain bike on board. And then my kitchen galley, if I can just shift it a couple inches, then I'm not permanently anchored with any of the furniture. Like a lot of, you know, traditional RV formats, they assume maybe that you wouldn't want to rearrange things, but you've got your own toys that you want to bring along with you. Maybe for the young couple that just has a kid, just had a kid, they now need a place to seat that kid safely when driving to their next destination. So we can put in a removable seat that has a seat belt and a car seat function and all of that. Like after the fact, you can just recreate the van over and over through the years. And that's, I think, why you're my favorite van conversion company. I mean, just the flexibility. But then listeners might think, ooh, that sounds really good, but very expensive. But the conversions are not. So typically, what is the cost of taking the van and then converting it? So I'll just give a range of the base conversion since we have four different options. They go from $21,200 to $24,500. And that'll get you all the fundamentals that you need to get out there camping and more. But then, you know, that doesn't include the van. So if you do need help finding the van, we do have dealership partners that pretty regularly have a rotation of vans on their lot. So if the idea of, you know, those numbers I just mentioned still feels like, uh, I mean, I don't know how I confront that immediately. And, I, and summer's coming and I want to get ready for it right away. Well, our dealership partners have helped us a lot to extend that opportunity to take bite-sized payments off of things. So what you can do is bundle the cost of the full conversion value, no matter how many accessories you add to, into the value of the vehicle so that you finance the whole thing over time. And in that case, you wouldn't owe us anything. The dealership will cover the cost of the conversion and then you just make payments monthly on the whole deal. So there's a lot of flexibility. And let's say you find a used ProMaster or whatever, and it's $40,000 or then you add a conversion. So for less than the price of a pickup truck, a new pickup truck, you have a converted RV as opposed to the, I just did a review of a new RV that was a, a new class B that was announced, $240,000. So, (laughs) no, no, (laughs) and you can't change anything in it, right? Whereas yours, it's a fraction of that, and it's reconfigurable. And another thing, the way you've done things, the systems are easily maintained. You don't have a lot of things that break. Now, they are simpler. You don't have showers in your vans, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. But... If you if that's something you want, you could get one of those portable shower stations. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. There's no black tank in the RV, but you could use a cartridge toilet like we do in our Overlander. So they are less complicated, and that's good because the more complicated an RV gets, the more stuff breaks. Right. Yeah. It's just it's just a matter of time when you're actually using the van. If you're letting it sit in your driveway and collect dust, then that's one thing. But for a lot of people that really want to get out there and experience, you know, some of the rougher country and that has its own abuses to it. Even the highway here in Colorado sometimes has that. It's pretty rough. <laughs> so that kind of driving is eventually going to just rattle things into submission at some points. And Then you have a homework assignment and it really comes down to how much of a project you want to buy. If you want to, you know, get your hands dirty and have some maintenance involved and, you know, play a role regularly with the, 
the van. There's, there's plenty that are like that, but for us, we're using quality materials and we're, we're testing again. I'll, I'll just say it over and over. It's a part of our story. We test everything we put in the vans over and over through countless ski trips, mountain bike trips, and, you know, just really trying to make sure that it's going to stand the test of time with good quality stuff. Yeah. Unlike a lot of the RV companies in general, you guys actually go use yours. <laughs> Another thing I thought was really unusual, obviously. So you have a place there in Colorado where people can bring the van or have the van delivered and you will convert it. But you can also ship the entire kit if somebody feels they're able to install it themselves. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's something that was, I would say, born out of the pandemic. It was a time where it was difficult to travel and people were still wanting their vans. And I would say in droves, as you've seen too, the whole RV industry experienced that mass surge. And with some places inability to travel at all to come get their van, we realized we can set up third-party shipping companies to flatbed truck, deliver the van right to your house after the conversion's been done. And so we have a one-way shipping program where if we source the van for you here in Colorado through one of our partners, then once the build is complete, we'll give you the ETA and it'll get dropped off during hours of, you know, that'll fit your schedule at your house. Or if you find a van in your area and you can't get out to us because of work schedule or family things, then the empty van can be delivered straight to us. We'll take care of the conversion. And I kind of like that option a little better because that means you fly out and only see the van when it's done. You don't drive some empty, boring van to us. <laughs> then you get the best of both worlds because you, you get a sweet road trip home with this brand new maiden voyage van. Like, it's the best way to do it. That's pretty cool. So where are you in Colorado? We're in Colorado Springs, just a little bit east of downtown. We've been located here since the beginning. So you also get a trip to a nice place too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've got the mountains right here in our backyard and we've got plenty of places to send you out, you know, for your tr your first trip, whether you want a detour. If you live out east, we can send you through a good detour into the mountains and then pop you out to the east coast from there, or whichever direction. We've got a lot of cool ideas to share with people coming out. Oh, that's cool. And then I have to ask, where do the names come from? Yeah, well, so I mentioned Wally being the first one, the ProMaster City. I guess it just felt fitting. It kind of felt childlike, and the van itself was very small. So we just picked a W name like Wayfair to kick things off. And then from there, it just felt like Walter being the bigger van. It was the one, <laughs> it's the 136 inch wheelbase. I don't know, it felt like the older brother name. And then Walt felt like, kind of the grandfather. He's the biggest van we convert, but still a pro master. And then, yeah, the story continued with Wilma and Wilford, which we joke about being brother and sister too, in some ways. It's all family here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And then you have some neat storage features too that I've noticed in yours for, you know, every, we all bring our stuff and you've done some neat jobs integrating storage. Thanks. We realize that with our builds, when you first walk into them, it feels like very roomy. There's there's a lot of extra space, which people appreciate knowing that they're going to have the dog, they're going to have, you know, their mountain bike and their skis and, and just general camp gear, headlamps, all the little things tend to add up. And if you don't have smaller compartments to break that up and kind of stay organized, then without that, you're 
constantly playing chess in your own van, just moving things, trying to get that stove out and trying to like clear a path for this new item you want to bring into the van. You picked up on a small town, you pass through, it gets frustrating. So for us, we felt like let's just have little sections. The garage space itself is really wide open and large if you don't put a cabinet down there, but we have two different cabinets to pick from. So you can still fit at least one bike in the middle, and then you'll have two cabinets on the side. If you decide to not travel with a bike, you can use those two cabinets as a lower bunk. So you can sleep up to four people, I'd say pretty comfortably. And so the best thing for us is thinking, you know, they're always going to be, the, the conversions are in a van, which still has a limitation with square footage on a certain level. It's not a, it's not a fifth wheel. Right. With that We want to have multi-purpose to everything we put in. Those lower cabinets being turned into a bed, but also being used as a shelf. Every seat that we put in has storage within it, and it has a backrest built in, so you can kind of stay comfortable while you sit around and play cards with friends. There's table mounts on all of our seats, too, so you can relocate the lagoon table that we've incorporated. We just want to think, how can this be? How can this remain functional without feeling cluttered? As I said, I've been very impressed with your builds, and that's why I wanted to share. So, well, anything else our audience should know? Oh, one of the things, you have some bands already converted and ready, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty often we do. Uh, at least this time of year, it's a little easier to keep them in stock because it's not quite as busy in, in January. But um, yeah, if, if not already converted, then the dealerships I was mentioning, they typically have at least a couple bands just sitting there waiting to be converted. So once someone puts their name on one, we'll have it brought to our shop and then we'll get the conversion done at the next available install date, which right now is only like two weeks. You could have the conversion done before the end of January, even if you're popping in new to the game right now. You could almost make it down to CSN Quartzsite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you just stones throw away, just keep moving, right? Yeah. Come from another part of the country. I think that yeah. what a lot of people find useful too when they're, if they never spent time putting together a van build, or maybe they have in their own mind out of like a DIY interest, then they'll pop on our website and use the van builder page. It just says build your van on any one of the conversions that you see on the site. And so with that feature, you can literally assemble with a 3D rendering the van that you want based on the accessories we offer, the platform, the chassis choice, and then you can, well, pop on there just to get a quote using this tool, or you can solidify like, okay, this is exactly how I want it to be built. There's going to be room for the heater. There's going to be room for the fridge. My kids have these toys that they're going to have with them, or the dog bed's going to go right here. They can envision the whole thing that way. That's another thing I really liked was the van builder on your website. I don't know why so many RV companies have terrible websites, but they do. But that is another way you guys stand out. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> we learned a lot. It's definitely been a learning process to, to watch what other people, even you know, outside the van world, are doing with their sites. And we live in a cool era for that. It's very interactive. Yeah, it's, the opportunity is, is pretty impressive. Well, that's it for my questions, except for the, my two favorites. As a camper <laughs> yourself, do you have a favorite camping experience? Yeah, I would say one that comes up for me and my wife pretty often is a trip that we took with one of the vans up to the Rio Grande headwaters here in Colorado. 
so the river obviously massive going all the way down to the Gulf Coast from here based on snow melt and all of that. But we went through Creed, Colorado, which is a real low key, beautiful mountain town, and then made our way up through several waterfall areas to the actual beginning of the Rio Grande River and fished along the way, mountain biked along the way. It was an amazing summer trip. Super fun. Uh, that sounds good. And then do you have a worst camping memory? <laughs> um, let's see. I can remember one time when I was in one of those original ProMaster cities, one of the Wally conversions I was talking about, and I was pretty cramped in there. We've since discontinued this conversion, so I don't want to bring in any confusion with this story, but they stopped making the ProMaster cities, so we stopped it with that build. But it was tight in there and it was really cold outside. I was running a Mr. Buddy heater in there to try and stay warm. And as you probably know with those Mr. Buddy heaters, they can blast some heat really quick, but they're almost a little volatile with that heat range if you're in a small space. <laughs> yeah. So I had a camelback that was hanging above or too close to where the heater was. And it just about caught on fire inside this van with me. <laughs> So I slid open the sliding door and threw it out in some snow and stomped it out. <laughs> Those were from Master Cities, man. Yeah, I have a lot of stories out of them, that van, but uh, that was a good one. I'd say another one that competes with that and maybe answers both questions that you've asked at once was a time where I was camping out of a ProMaster City in Crested Butte, Colorado, and I woke up to snow at the door handles of the van. It was just packed in from all sides and i was thinking how am i going to get out of here i didn't even have a shovel at this point i was pretty freshly moved up from texas to colorado so i didn't know how bad snow could get overnight but the snow cat had kind of packed in the van from all sides not knowing someone was camping in there and without a shovel i think i used a snowshoe to dig my way out <laughs> So that was a fond one, but also a, a tragic one because I was so like juxtaposed by like, I'm going to freeze to death out here. And then I made my way out and had a good trip after that. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, that sounds like a great adventure. Well, Austin, thank you so much for your time and look forward to sharing this with our audience and let's keep in touch. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, I'd love to. And I just want to also say before we sign out that we're, we're super thankful for y'all's work and the mission that y'all have to set out and make the whole perspective of the camping world a lot brighter as far as just people that are new to it, trying to understand it. Y'all bring a lot of great points and, and guests onto this podcast. And we as listeners just really enjoy the variety and the knowledge of gear and all of that. So I just want to brag on y'all and say you do good stuff and we appreciate you. Well, thank you very much for that. I, I really try to help people because there are so many ways to not make this stressless camping. And I, my goal is to help people so they understand, you know, yes, you can really enjoy this lifestyle or just weekending, whatever, whatever suits your world. So Thank you. I really, I really appreciate those kind words. And I also want to encourage people to find Wayfarer Vans at wayfarervans.com. Yeah, come visit us. Check out our YouTube page. We're putting out new videos and accessories all the time. We'd love to see you guys. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Tony. All right. Bye-bye. 
those sound so great to me. I, you know, we've talked quite a bit about having a van and we've talked about doing a conversion in a box trailer. And I know that they specifically have certain build outs that they do, but that modular system is pretty, it's yeah, pretty exciting to me. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't get an RV and immediately go, you know, if this were over there, it'd be a right. little better. <laughs> and in these wafer vans, you can just do that. I, mean, I want to cook on this side today, right? Or outside today. What do you think? You know, we're always like your input on this. Let us know. We also do have a full review of the Wayfarer vans on our website this week on the Honest RV Reviews section, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Now, we talk a lot about the show notes, and if you go to stresslesscamping.com, there's a podcast button. Just tap that, and this is episode 238. 238. 238. Man, can't believe it's been that many. You know, you like to make that joke about 2.30. That's the time to go to the dentist. <laughs> Oh. Sometimes two thirty eight is because you ate the wrong thing, and now you're two thirds. Yeah, that was the time I went to that oh, hamburger place and broke a tooth broke on a, tooth a French on some fry. Green chili. Oh, was it green? Uh, anyway, well, it was green chili fries. You say it was a French fry. I say it was something in the chili. Okay. Well, whatever it was, it was a what's <laughs> a bummer. So we said we're going to be in quartzite this week, yeah. and I one of the best things about the big RV sports vacation and RV show. I got it. Almost. <laughs> Almost. But, uh, well. The quartzite sports vacation and RV show is all the vendors and not just vendors selling things, but, you know, like work camping experiences and location experiences and we know that Harvest Host Boondockers Welcome will be there this year. Yes, they will. And they are, they're one of the big sponsors of the show. We're one of the little sponsors of the show. <laughs> they are one of the big sponsors. And word is they're going to actually have like a fake farm there to show how camping with Boondockers Welcome and Harvest Hosts can be very experiential. It can be not just a way to save a whole bunch of money, but to camp where you might not have thought of camping before. And I mean, we've certainly done that. We've done llama farms For and sure. pig farms, breweries. Yes. <laughs> just all kinds of cool stuff. And so we do have a discount for Harvest Hosts and Boondockers Welcome, but it's a great way to add to your experiences and in many ways save a lot of money because camping, especially with Boondockers Welcome, is free. Yeah, and they kind of saved my bacon this week because yeah, I was did. looking for a place in the Phoenix area. It's really hard to get a short-term stay in the Phoenix area in February in yeah. case you never tried. And so I was just so excited that I got on the Harvest Host Boondockers Welcome website and I found some terrific places that we can stay, keep us in the area so that we can visit our friends that are in Phoenix area. Yep. And I mean, you know, as they say, there are over 5,000 wineries, breweries, farms, attractions, and other things that are part of the Harvest Host program. So they're everywhere and all kinds of experiences. And if you want a certain type of experience, you have them. To get your discount, go to our website, stresslesscamping.com, click on the discounts and deals section, and there's a big green button, claim your Harvest Host discount. That's where you'll get it. Save some money and then save some money. <laughs> kind of cool. And yeah. open up the camping window. This week's destination is a little bit different. We have 
not been to this location. We have called and talked to and interviewed people about destinations, and this time the phone call just wasn't working for us. But we had our friend Michael Lynch write an article for us. That's not something we typically not do. Not something we normally but, do, but um, because we couldn't really make it work out any other way. Well, and also it was such a compelling story yes. that we couldn't not share it we with you. We couldn't not share it. Right. So we found a way to share it. And so there is an article that we've posted on our website called Discover the Enchanting Moonbow at Cumberland Falls State Park, a nighttime marvel unveiled. And yes, you heard me, moonbow. Yeah. It's not a rainbow, it's a moonbow. It happens at night. There's only a few places in the world where they're very consistent, and Cumberland Falls State Park is one of those places. I mostly am putting it in my brain so that the next time we get a chance to go to Kentucky, I'm going to make sure we go and see this. Yeah, but I mean, check out Michael's article and that will be linked again in the show notes. I keep telling you to go there, but that's the place to find all that's this stuff. That's where you want to find it. And it's a pretty neat Cumberland Falls State Park in Kentucky. And check out what is a moonbow? There's pictures. Yeah. This week's gadget report is coming for you from the Under past. Under our tires. From the past. <laughs> I can't believe that we hadn't talked about these before. We've had these beach lane levels for a year and a half or so. The funny thing is we haven't used them much just because we seem to keep finding these great level find spots. Great spots. But if you need to level your RV and you don't have an automatic leveler, we can't recommend these beach lane leveler we can't recommend <laughs> these beach lane levelers more highly. What they are basically is a ramp and you just drive your RV up based on how much you need to level it. And then the other half of this thing is kind of like a wedge and bing, bang, boom. It's really easy to level your right. RV. So the ramp is like a curved ramp and yeah. there's, a, there's two of them. There's two of everything. So there's a ramp and then there's actually a little ramp lifter, like a one inch extra. So if you really need extra height, you can put that lifter on. I usually take that off. So you've got the two sloped curves and those go one under each tire on whichever side you need to lift a little bit and in front of the tire or in back of the tire, but obviously both in the same position on a tire. <laughs> and then as the driver backs up to or pulls forward onto these ramps, they like curve around under the tire and lift you up a little bit at a time. And then the other part that Tony was talking about, like a wedge, it's kind of like a tire chalk. You know, it's a wedge that goes under the tip of that ramp so that the ramp doesn't fall back down. There are a number of people who make these wedgie levelers. Wedgie levelers. Wedgie levelers. <laughs> <laughs> these have been our favorite for a variety of reasons. One, they fit between our two axles on our travel trailer, which isn't true of all of them. Right. They come in a little bag, so both levelers are in one package. Yeah, so everything's they in the neat. same place, so we don't, we're not looking all over the place. And actually, I've never used these, but they actually do come with like a little pad. Yeah, like a so rubber or whatever. So if you're on the whatever. wrong kind of surface, and the levelers, you know, sometimes if you've ever used these things, sometimes they just want to kick out from under the tire. Oh, and we had one where we used it once or twice. They had like a rubber Yeah, like edge. screwed on. Yeah, screwed on. And of course it shot right off and disintegrated. And apparently that's not uncommon. So some of these wedgie levelers are garbage. 
And <laughs> these beach lane ones seem extremely well made. They mm -hmm. work on our trailer. They're convenient to use. So that's why they're our favorites. And when they're in the bag, they're kind of a cube, a rectangular <laughs> cube. I don't know. They store well because they stack. you can stack things on top of them and they're not lumpy and round and yeah and, know, and not fiddly and they're so not loose just... and flopping all over the place so really really good quality we have really liked having them and we're glad that those are part of our setup technique yeah it really makes make setting up easier. easy and as somebody who managed warranties boy a lot of people had issues with auto level and yeah. I'm, I wouldn't, you couldn't give me an RV with that on it. These are just so, sim you know, simpler to me is always better. Right. And these are simple and they just work. They are the definition of stressless, stressless camping. camping. <laughs> There's a lot of people experiencing a lot of cold weather right now. Yes. And we've seen a lot of people have really bad experiences. Depending on what you're doing right now, if you're looking at overnight colder temperatures, below freezing, let's say, but not like below zero, but just like tonight it's going to be in the upper 20s, whatever like that. What we do, because we've camped in that, condition sure we just put water in our fresh water holding tank right and then we disconnect our hose from city water yes so that we're using the water in the rv and with the pump and there's not a hose full of water right attached or even not attached you don't want that hose to be sitting there full of water to no gosh up. no 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 that will be really tough on the hose even those air gear hoses that we have yeah i mean uh, they can take it but yeah not but how you don't, many times right i mean we blew up our water filter that way but anyway <laughs> yeah make sure your filter is empty too yeah so we do put we put water in the fresh tank disconnect any kind of city water and then we are lucky enough that our rockwood mini light has heating pads on the tanks yep so, so we whole, turn those on. Yeah, and they're 12 volt pads. So even if the power goes out, it's no biggie. But also they only come on below a certain temp. So if you don't need them, they don't come on, don't waste electricity. So it's not to take place of your water heater. <laughs> no, no, though do leave that turned on so it right. stays hot. Also, if you have an RV where the furnace heats the underbelly, don't use electric heaters, space heaters. Use your furnace because it furnace. heats the whole RV and you don't want pipes on an outside wall freezing either, like even, the ones behind the shower. Right. Even if your furnace doesn't heat your tanks, your furnace will heat your whole RV. And so what we have done on really cold nights, everywhere that's like under a sink, we open cabinets or yeah. open drawers and we keep the room warm enough and with the drawers open, then we're also protecting the bathroom, kitchen faucets and, and piping and stuff. If you just use a space heater in the bedroom because that's where you are and you let your kitchen and bathroom get really, really cold, you're risking having piping problems yeah. in the cold, even though you're in there. You're probably yeah. not going to let it get that cold, but still. That's the thing. You know, a lot of people are like, well, my furnace uses a lot of propane. Well, if it's heating the underbelly, yeah, it does, sure. but it's a lot cheaper than busting a, a pipe. A lot better than having a broken pipe. And bottle. you know you're going to discover that after it's thawed. Right. So, <laughs> anyway, just a little thing to think about. For last week's question of the week, I wanted to know, since it was the beginning of the year, have you <laughs> made a New Year's resolution? I did put a picture <laughs> of two computer monitors and one says to the other, what's your New Year's resolution? And the other one says, same as always, 
1024 by 768. Oh. It's kind of a nerd joke. You don't get it unless you've ever tried to mess with the resolution of your monitor. You can <laughs> you can change that anyway. I don't know. I was just being ridiculous. Uh, and Gary said it took him a minute to figure that out, but it is funny. And his news resolution was to spend more time with his Rio Rancho friends this year if hey, they ever come yeah, home. Yeah, if we ever come home. <laughs> so I promised him that we would do our best to do that. Michael wanted to know if they, if he didn't complete his New Year's resolution from last year, does he have to do that first? And if the answer is no, does it apply to the previous 20 years? And I said... I bet you probably made a promise back when you were six. You better get busy working on all of that. <laughs> Chris tries not to focus on a single goal, but rather the intention to constantly seek self-growth, broaden my mind, and become the best version of me. That's a great goal. Bill said he tries to follow the advice of Bobby McFerrin from a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, be happy. Tony said he needed lessons, and Bill said it sounds easy, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Mark said, like a lot of other people, his goal was to, or his resolution was to lose weight, and so far he's sticking with it. Nice going, Mark. He listens to podcasts while he's on the treadmill. Hey, all Very right. So your mind gets fatter while your belly gets thinner. There you go. Mike Bracewell's resolution is to travel more, and I think that's a fantastic resolution. We almost possibly can't travel more as much as we've oh, been we traveling. Could. I mean, we could, we could not. We could not spend those two spend or three any. weeks at home right. two or three times a year. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for your answers and your participation with my silly questions every week. This week, my question is this. It's kind of multiple choice, but I'm not going to make it a poll. Are you camping? Are you packing? Are you planning? Are you wishing? What level are you? Where are you on the spectrum of camping in 2024 so far? I know some people aren't able to get out there and camp right now. It's cold as things yeah. I can't say. I couldn't think of yeah. I can't think of an expression that I want say out loud. It's colder in a witch's kettle. Okay, kettle. <laughs> <laughs> but then some people are lucky enough to have escaped the cold and snowbirded a little bit. And well, some, some of those are going to be down there in quartzite. Yeah, the us. coolest people are going to be in quartzite. Right, and I know a lot, of, a lot of people also were in Tampa. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Tampa shmampa. Whatever. Whatever. East <laughs> Coast. <laughs> you can answer that question on our Fun and Friendly Stressless Campers Facebook group. You also know, probably, that we do a once a news... <gasps> Once a news uh, a hoop, once a once news a news letter. Heart <laughs> link letter. We once a week send out a newsletter that's totally, <laughs> absolutely, and positively free. Yeah, it's got links to the stories, videos, and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. Just visit our website and sign up. A pop-up will show up if it's the first time on the website. Welcome. But why is it? <laughs> <laughs> and know that we only send one email a week, period, and never, ever, not ever share your information with any body right also while you're on stresslesscamping.com you can find the show notes for this for every episode this episode in particular is number 238 on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com where you'll also see our discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need 
on your Stressless Camping Adventure. You know, if you know of a great deal that we haven't heard about yet, please let us know and we will reach out and try to make that happen for our whole audience. Yep, yeah. and of course we are in all the social places, but you can start at StresslessCamping.com and from there, we have links to all the places that we are, which is probably all the places you are too. Probably. If you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast. Why, it's free. It is free to subscribe on any podcast catcher. And we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And by the way, did you know that a review will help others find this podcast? And the more listeners we have, the bigger and better the discounts will be for everybody. That's right. So thank you to anyone who has reviewed us. And if you haven't, please, please, please do. It's so helpful. And if you have already and you still want to help just hit that share button no matter where you are if you see something that we've written that you really think other people would like to see hit the share button share it on social media email it to your friends spray Call paint it, it on it a to building somebody. <laughs> spray paint. don't spray paint it on a building you oh, might yeah, get a ticket or arrested yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah graffiti not good not good um, another thing is there's a lot of times answers to questions people ask on social media and you can find those answers and share them from the stressless camping website so right. thank you for doing that we really appreciate you. I mean, gosh, we can't wait. Some of you have already said you'll be in Quartzsite. Some of you already are. Some of you for are us. already there. <laughs> and uh, we really can't wait to see you all and spend some time with you. And don't forget, on the 22nd at yeah. 4 p.m., meet us at the big at the little tent at the big tent yeah the, the little West tent interest. at the big tent <laughs> and we will be recording next week's podcast live there may be beer oh you never know what's gonna happen you never know but i do know we will be recording and we look forward to seeing you and that would absolutely be stressless, stressless camping. camping we hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure we're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! That we do a once a news... <gasps> once a news a hoop... Uh, once a news, once a news, news a hoop letter. letter. <laughs> <laughs>